Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. For each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie and it is... Bloody Buns from 2002. I don't even know where to start with this one, Dave. <laughs> maybe before we before we begin, maybe should we acknowledge that we're doing this over Skype today? I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you then. What's, so what circumstances are we recording this under, Dave? Under dire circumstances, guy. Yeah. I've uh, I've spent... Well, you, you, you were unwell, and then I was unwell, and I'm still a bit unwell, so we've had to do it over skype there's some dirty germs going around japan oh mate the dirtiest yeah i've basically felt like i was on my deathbed for the last week and i've only just uh mustered the energy to to record this so Mm. and what a and what an important film what an important film for us to cover i I had to get out of bed to fucking record this (laughs) shit (laughs) so yeah we're recording this over skype I was sick, Dave is sick, and now I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bloody buns, Dave. I tell you what. We need to we need to acknowledge a few things before we start. And I thought good way to start this episode is the little story time. Okay. So, gather around kids because we're going to talk about a real thing, a real incident that happened. On August 4th, 1985. So, the Eight Immortals Restaurant Murders was an incident in which a family of ten were murdered by a Chinese immigrant gambler, Huang Ji Heng, in Portuguese Macau. Huang supposedly committed these murders due to a gambling dispute. Now, after he murdered this family of ten, he dismembered the body over the course of eight hours, wrapped them up in plastic trash bags, and then dumped them into the ocean or threw them into dumpsters uh, around the city. Now, eventually, body parts began washing up onto the beach, and they were traced back to the Zheng family, which was the previous owners of the uh, Eight Immortals restaurant, and uh, they linked it to Huang and convicted him of 10 counts of murder. After Hung's arrest and the fact uh, that he had continued to run the restaurant after killing its former owners resulted in the urban legend that he had baked his victims into pork buns. Oh, so it's just an urban urban legend? Just an urban legend. I thought it was a real thing. No, no, that is purely just an urban legend. Oh. Everyone might be thinking, this all sounds very familiar. And that would be because this story was famously adapted into the incredible Catherine movie, The Untold Story, by Herman Yao, uh, starring Anthony Wong as the crazed bun-making killer. Probably the best Catherine film. Yeah, I like to think of it as the, the poster child of of cat 3 films it's it's the one that everyone refers to it's almost everyone's gateway drug into cat 3 films and it is a fantastic movie Mm. unfortunately we are not talking about that movie today (laughs) we are talking about another movie based on the same case the same events 
But before we get into that, I thought, let's start on a high note and let's talk about the untold story for a little bit. And our, I guess, introduction to seeing the film. Because I think everyone would have seen the untold story. Not a lot of people would have seen Bloody Buns. It's far less known, despite mm. it being based off the same case. But I'll also get uh, more into that a little bit later. But that also brings me to my next point. If you have not seen The Untold Story, just pause this episode now and go watch The Untold Story. Because A, it is fucking fantastic. And B, we will be referencing it a lot through this episode. So if you have not seen The Untold Story, a lot of this just won't really mean much to you. So, Dave, what was your introduction or first viewing for The Untold Story? I'm trying to, have we ever talked about the un, untold story on the pod before? I mean, we've t- we talked about Cat 3's film so many times that I would have assumed it would have come up. Yeah, th- this was an early Cat 3 for me. Um, I had a friend who I, I think I've talked about him on the podcast before, Pierre, who he and I used to just watch all the Cat 3s we could get our hands on. Mm. And we used to go to a bunch of, there were like all these little DVD shops in Melbourne in Chinatown, and they just sold all these bootleg DVDs. Awesome. <laughs> and we'd basically just buy anything with the Cat 3 label on it. Mm. And, yeah, I remember buying this. And my memory of watching it for the first time, I must have been about, I don't know, like 20 or 21, mm-hmm. watching it in my share house, me and Pierre were watching it. And... Um, <laughs> in the scene, it's got, you know, a very famous violent scene towards the end where an entire family gets killed and when i was watching that scene uh one of my housemates walked in and just stood there and watched the scene <laughs> in silence as we were watching it then turned to leave the room but before he did he's just like you guys are fucked this is disgusting <laughs> but he wasn't joking it was genuine disgust oh. that we were watching this film it's a very upsetting scene. It's a fucked up film. Like, it, yeah. And I, I think it was also my first experience with that kind of crazy, jarring comedy and horror that you get mm. in Cat 3 films, where it has some of the dumbest fucking comedy with the, the cops. Yeah. Like, just absolutely stupid shit. Not as stupid as the film we're talking about today, though. Not quite, not quite. But yeah, just the, the stupid comedy shit, and then this reprehensible violence, mm. and it's such a fucking weird mix. And uh, yeah, but that that was that was definitely a gateway into becoming very into Cat Three films. I think yeah, when we did, I think our first Cat Three on this podcast, what was it again? What, what was the film that you did? Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You. Was that the first Cat 3 we did? I think so, yeah. Mm. And I remember you um, saying about, like, the, the time, you know, at the time Cat 3 was, the Cat 3 genre was booming in Hong Kong and all the labels were like, we have to include everything. Like, it has to mm. be horrific, it has to be sexy, it has to be funny. Everyone, you have to, there has to be something for everyone in these films. And I always think back to that when I watch Hong Kong Cat 3 films now, and when I think about The Untold Story, because like you said, it is so, so stupid in certain parts, and then just so, so 
upsettingly disgusting in other parts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is a fantastic example of that, This uh, the untold story. It is extremely silly. And a lot of people kind of disregard this film because of its silliness in certain scenes. Everyone's like, oh, this film fucking sucks. It's, it's so stupid for the first, like, hour. And then finally, like, the horror and the gore kicks in. But it's like, when you, when you watch Cat 3 films, you kind of, you need to accept that you're going to get both. You're going to get funny, stupid, and disgustingly gory at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and my case, I... Again, someone I've spoke to, spoke about so many times on this podcast, <laughs> yet I have zero contact with her in my current life now. Uh, my ex-girlfriend from Hong Kong, who I like started dating when I was like 18, 19 or something. I think she, she, she mentioned this film to me. This is a fucked up film based on someone like killing someone and cooking them up in pork buns. And I remember I was really... Sounds stupid. I was really into pork buns at that time. I was like, they're the most delicious food in the world. I gotta get more of these bloody pork buns. I think because I was like dating her and she was, she kept taking me to all these like dim sum restaurants. And I was like, mate, these pork buns are the best fucking food in the world. And she said, oh, you know, there's this, there's this film called The Untold Story, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I remember I bought a copy of it and it, came it was like this collector's box i think it's through dragon pictures and um it came in like this collector's box and it had these like plastic chashu buns included and chopsticks included in it and the uh the booklet was like a menu i think i remember this release it sounds very familiar it was great i remember just opened up this box like no this is so wild and <laughs> that really kind of like kicked off the the you know collecting all these collector's editions uh within me but yeah i remember seeing it uh watching it with her and just being like this is this is fucked i mean there's that famous yeah murder scene but the scenes before that as well like ah, oh, uh, the, the the bloody chopsticks the chopstick scene is the one that always comes back to me it's absolutely horrible <laughs> and if you don't know what the chopstick scene is Watch the untold story. If you have seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Anyway, yes, yeah, so we dated for a few years. We went to Hong Kong together, I think, when I was like 19, maybe 20. And it was there where I found Bloody Buns, a, a VCD. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, this is, you know, a film based on the same murder as the untold story. And I was like, oh, fuck it, you know, bought it and it sat on my shelf for many many years and i don't even remember if i watched it but i unearthed it recently and watched it again and it's this film it's not just based on the same murder incident this film we're talking about today is a shot for shot remake of the untold story. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even based on the same murders. Because, as I mentioned in the beginning, the whole, like, cooking the family up in pork buns, that was just a urban legend. That was never proven. And, it, you know, he'd never admitted it. Uh, and so, Herman Yao, when he did the untold story, he kind of just 
he he took that urban legend as the main focus of the movie as opposed to basing it on real facts this story bloody buns basically just copies what Herman Yao and Anthony Wong did as opposed to looking at the the real facts as well so we're essentially just watching a, a remake of the untold story today a very very shitty remake as well yep. Yep. <laughs> so I have a, a couple of small tidbits um, which I will sprinkle through, but it's you know it's as I'm sure you can imagine, this film has not really been um, documented much. There's not really much to say about it. I can talk about the murder case a little bit more in detail, but essentially we're just we're going to be talking about the untold story, but <laughs> in bloody bun form. The best way to describe <laughs> this film is you know you know there's that meme i'm referencing memes here this is this, this is what we've become <laughs> you know that meme where i, I think it's like there's a, a kid who, who's asking his mum for something and she's like no, no no we've got blah 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 at home yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is the perfect is imagine a kid or an adult i don't care asking their mum or someone <laughs> for the untold story and they say no no we've got the untold story at home and what they've really got is bloody buns, which is the biggest load of <laughs> shit in the same kind of form. And that's what we're talking about today. That's the perfect description of it. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, I, I'm going to make that meme. And I will be posting it on Instagram. We're on Instagram now, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Follow us on Instagram. At? Show me something wrong. <laughs> I'm sure easy one to remember. Uh, Twitter X is is dying out. We'll be posting less and less on there, but I will make sure to post that meme because I've already committed to the bit. Nice. So, so let's um very briefly talk about the director. Oh yeah. Um, the, the director. Get this for a name, Napoleon. Tang mm-hmm. <laughs> Chun Wai. That's quite a name. Where did the Napoleon is. come from? I know, right? You know, like, Chinese people, they, they choose their, like, English name, right? So this guy was like, yeah, I'm going to be Napoleon. Fuck it, why not? Do you know, I in Australia, I used to teach um, a lot of kids that came over from China in these, like, study tour groups, and they all had to choose their own names. And I'll never forget, like, this one kid had chosen the name Lucifer. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> They all had to introduce themselves, and he chose Lucifer, and I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But the other teacher I was doing it with was so upset, and she's like, that will not be your name. You'll be t- choosing a new name, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> and I had to, like, choose a new name. He had to change his name? Oh, yeah. man. Ugh, that's, Lucifer. That's... It's hilarious. Stick with yeah. it. Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit, I know, right? <laughs> well, Napoleon didn't. Because he made a bunch of shit movies. <laughs> I, I know this isn't the best like um, basis to go from, but uh, his letterbox. All right, he's got thirty-seven films on hmm. on this letterbox. So Bloody Buns being the most watched by uh, by everyone. Ten people but, or something. I mean, there's, there's a there's a total of of twenty four people who have logged it, and they are all pretty much one or half stars. <laughs> yeah. uh, his his so that's his number one most watched film. Twenty four people have watched Bloody Buns. Uh, next on the list, there's one person who's logged it, and that's called Praise of Death. A group of skeptical friends are faced with mysterious hauntings and repressed memories in an unfamiliar area. Woohoo! 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> everything after that, and no one's logged any of his films. This one sounds great, though. One Ton Love. Well, hey. One Ton Love? One Ton Love, yeah. Um, so, what, Do you know what the story is? <laughs> let me read you One Ton Love. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> when a handsome man meets a beautiful woman, he savagely captures love and quietly appears in a love game. She is a frustrated woman, leading a frugal life with her son. He is a down-and-out man who has never had a nest that really belongs to him. (laughs) Fuck. A misunderstanding made the two of them meet together. Wanton love. Oh my god. Starring Elvis Tsui Kam Kong. Wait, is that, um... Who I think it is, that shaved head guy yep. who's in boxes open and stuff. Yep. Oh wow. There you go. Mate, mate what what's with these people called themselves Elvis and <laughs> Napoleon and Lucifer and shit? It's so bizarre. So anyway, so he's not the most um he's not, he's not the best director, to say the least. Um I would say with with Bloody Buns, I mean this is the only film of his I've seen. You know, with like most films, you're like, there's someone out there that likes this film almost any film you watch like there's someone out there that's going to defend that i don't think anyone who has seen bloody buns likes this film no one could ever like Mm. this fucking film (laughs) i think maybe i liked it probably more than anyone's ever liked it and i hated it (laughs) but i still i had a few scenes that gave me mild enjoyment oh god i can't wait to hear about them (laughs) oh yeah this yeah it's, oh, sorry. I, I'm just scrolling through uh, Napoleon's um, bloody filmography now. And this one is called A Sassy Classmate. And the description <laughs> is Hong Kong movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, this is oh fucking! Oh, that's the, I'm, that I'm is, going down a rabbit hole. Listen to this one: oh. the thief of <laughs> the thief of red lips fish. <laughs> what? Oh god! <laughs> my dear little oh, fucking my dear little naughty is another film he's made. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's made a film called Scream. He's made. He did Scream. He did. Everyone, I, the director of Scream also he, did he Bloody Buns. He made Scream. Um, the description is Hong Kong flick. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a movie anymore. It's just Hong Kong flick. Where where oh. does um Bloody Buns fall in his output? Is this like an early effort effort from old Napoleon? <laughs> Good question. Let's have a look. Um, his oh, his, his latest film was 2018, uh, which was called Nightmare, and then oh, and then he did My Dear Little Naughty 2015. <laughs> so um, yeah, Bloody Buns is 2002. So after Bloody Buns, he did like seven or eight movies, including My Pretty Wife. Dear Lord. So he's and all of the fucking like. Oh, like the the DVD jackets are just so ugly. Yeah, they they're are. all so fucking ugly. They're very much that kind of like gross, digitally created. Yeah, like, look, look, look at that. Yeah, it's very like post two thousand, but very fucking low budget 
crappy poster collages of just like 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 of just pictures or screenshots from the film it's the kind of shit you'd expect to find in like the dollar store or something it's a pretty apt like image of how shit hong kong films got at that time as well yeah poor napoleon poor napoleon you're on his side now he doesn't deserve this I think he does, mate. He's director of 37 films, according to Letterboxd. Not as many as um, old mate Dustin Ferguson, though. No, he's probably made about 10 since our Zombie yeah. 8 episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about bloody puns, then. Okay. Opening credits. Very very early 2000s almost like a new metal like it's almost like rammstein s like imagine like new metal would have been booming at this time and i bet oh, fucking napoleon was like yo this is gonna be the sickest opening theme song ever i'm not gonna lie these opening titles as awful as they are and as awful as that music is it gave me like such a wave of nostalgia from mm. that kind of early 2000s shitty fucking new metal over titles like here we go good good times ahead <laughs> i remember this is very off topic do you but do you remember when um the blair witch project sequel was released i, I sure do yeah <laughs> i remember those titles as well and i think didn't they have like marilyn manson playing over them i think so it was like something like that mm. yeah it was it was very different from the first film <laughs> yes it was but i remember the the hearing like the director had like this whole like really like sweeping spooky classical kind of score that was made for it, but the producer was like no no it's got to be more like it's got to be more now so he's like let's put some fucking marilyn manson like the beautiful people the beautiful people <laughs> oh god yeah well say what you will but uh new metals having a resurgence oh yeah well we were we were in uh tokyo not too long ago and shows in fukui he's loving it oh he's, yeah he, i forgot he, about that he bought he's bought every single corn album <laughs> i talked to show i forgot about that i had a conversation about corn with shows in fukui how fucking nuts is that? <laughs> oh god, that was fucking hilarious. I totally forgot that that happened. It's 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 great. Like talking to a, a you know a dude in his sixties or whatever. I don't know how old he is, but and for them, like new metal is like a new thing. <laughs> it's like, but for us, you know, people in like mid thirties, like we grew up like that. We would have been yeah. like teenagers when new metal was like booming. And yeah, oh, listening to Corn and <laughs> Ramstein <laughs> talking to Shosa Fukui about new metal in bloody 2024. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So we we get through the titles barely, we and get uh, <laughs> through the titles, <laughs> and uh, we have the ugliest opening uh, shot. Kids on a beach. I mean, how would you describe this very gross <laughs> digital, like, handy cam? Uh, it's fucking disgusting. It's... <laughs> this is shot with, like... I've never seen anything shot with, like, zero style. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah. It's like watching fucking Big Brother or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> 
it's fucking horrible. It's so ugly. It is. It's so hideous. Like, they've just, like, set up a fucking camera and just going, oh, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. And it gets worse. Like, this is not even the worst looking stuff. Yeah. But it's, oh. it just, it feels like a, it almost feels like an episode of, like, Neighbours. Very, like, TV movie. Yeah. But w- much worse, though, I-, I would say. Like, you're right, though. It's got that, it's like a soap opera with yeah. zero budget mm. and and shit, like, not good actors either. Not saying that soap operas have great actors, but mm. worse actors than you would see in a soap yeah. opera. Yes. Actually, do you know what this film feels like? This film feels like if you and me or whoever as teen boys watched mm. Untold Story and and then we're like, fuck, let's remake it shot for shot <laughs> and somehow convinced all our, like, dad's mates to be in it or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good, uh, yeah, explanation. I remember, like, after watching this, I sent you a message saying, like, because, like, the, the lead actor mm. <laughs> in this, he's, like, taking the Anthony Wong role. I know we're not, mm. not up to him yet. But he is so shit compared to Anthony Wog. Oh, he's got nothing and, on. Yeah, it'd be like, like us just being like, oh yeah, put put our mate, our friend Jake. Let's put him in the lead role <laughs> of Untold Story. It's just like watching a fucking <laughs> random man. It is. But you know what's really fucking sad is this guy's like an established actor. Yeah, and I, I know him from. Is he in Brother of? darkness yeah, or something. I, yeah. I feel like he, he's in, he's in them, cat yeah. threes that i've seen before yeah and it's not that he's sorry i know we're jumping way ahead because we're, we're we're far away from meeting him but it's not, got... <laughs> it's not that he's time. that it's not that he's he's a terrible actor it's just that he has no charisma mm. in this role and you need it to do this kind of kind of role and anthony wong is probably the most exciting wild mm. actor from hong kong and you're mm. replacing him with this pretty bland guy he yeah bland is the way to put it he's just he just he's got nothing he's got nothing on anthony yeah. wong and <laughs> he tries to do the crazy but he just he can't sell it no like you, you don't believe the madness in his eyes he's just it's just like like you said asking jake right jake now you gotta be crazy and he's gonna be like, and like you know, <laughs> yeah. make his eyes wide and kind of like give himself an overbite <laughs> And then not only that, we have just like, ah, oh, yeah, that'll do. Move on. <laughs> like, we, it's like the first take of a <laughs> mediocre actor. Oh, I think yeah, it's it is a shame. I, I don't know. I don't know why he failed. Well, I know why this whole film failed. It's a, it's a shit film. But even for him, like his, his name, uh, Hugo Un is his name. I think Un is the way you say. It. It's like N. His last name is N G. Mm. Hugo Un. And uh, like I said, he's he's been in Catherine films, he's been in a number of other films, and I've seen him in other films, and he's and he's not been bad, but in this film, he just fucking stinks. Yeah, yeah, the whole, everything around him stinks. So, opening scene, we have uh, kids on the beach, but funnily enough, we never actually see the ocean. I don't think they're actually on the <laughs> beach, so they're just kids playing and. Uh, they find a bag that's apparently been washed up from the from the shore, and they open it, and body parts fall out. The police come rushing over to check out the scene. Now, 
This film has like zero uh, introduction of its characters. Like we don't find out until way later any of the characters' names. And some of them un- until like after an hour into the movie. But basically, this is where we meet our team of cops. Our heroes. Our heroes. And they are the exact same characters as the untold story. That, so, that was the most mind-blowing thing about this. How, like, it is a fucking carbon copy mm. of untold story with these cops. Yes. <laughs> now, so we have the the kind of butch female cop who, in this film, name is Beauty. Mm-hmm. So Beauty, played by Bessie Chanming Kwan. She's been in a couple of other action films. Uh, she's kind of the main cop in this film. Um, but, yeah, not, not a particularly good actress. Um, <laughs> then we... <laughs> and she's the only person whose name we hear. The rest of them we don't hear until way later, but I'll introduce them anyway. So we have Beauty. Mm. Then we have Salty Egg... <laughs> <laughs> the character's name is Salty Egg, played by Michael McWay Keen. He was also in uh, There's a Secret in My Soup, if you saw that. Ah, oh, right. I thought he looked familiar. He he looks like a shitty Anthony Wong. He probably would have been better playing <laughs> the Anthony Wong role in this. Yeah, you're right. He's kind of like Anthony Wong, but in Ebola syndrome. He's kind of like a gross, sleazy, long-haired type, yeah, yeah, yeah. gross, sweaty man who's always trying to like hit on beauty um Mm. but yeah salty egg in this great name not the only egg in this film so we also have 1000 year old egg like what the fuck who's naming these people i bet it was bloody napoleon um so yeah we have we have salty egg and a thousand year old egg uh played by (laughs) lee hung and then there's the this tough muscle kind of guy. I've long forgotten this character. Well, well, he actually, I don't even think he says anything in this whole film. He's kind of just, just in like the in the background. Yeah. But but they needed to like, like you said, make these carbon copies of all the characters. So he's kind of just there. Anyway, his name is Fishball. <laughs> <laughs> so the four cops approach the bag full of body parts and open up the bag and very comically jump back when they see the body parts. And it's like, it's so stupid. They're like holding their nose and like walking away with like shaky legs. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. whoa! <laughs> it's very, very cartoon-like. At this point of the film, I'm like, this is fucking great. This is exactly what I wanted from this film. <laughs> I was pretty excited. I think I might have even sent you a message saying like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. I'm loving this. I think you said this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it truly is so stupid. Because those scenes in, these scenes in Untold Story are, are stupid as well, but mm. this is just cranked up mm. to like some fucking Looney Tunes territory. That's yeah, it is very Looney Tunesy. It's just so over the top. Just them hold like holding their noses and just it's 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 absurd. Ugh. Then the police chief, you know, famously played by Danny Lee in the Untold Story. We our boy, the oily maniac. Are you a Danny Lee fan? A comment if you like him or dislike him. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of films that he's in. Mm. I don't know if I necessarily like him. 
Mm. He walks around in every role that he's in where he's like, I'm the fucking coolest guy in the planet. Yeah. Mm. And it, I think Untold Story is like a good example of that where everyone is just a ludicrous idiot around mm. him. And then mm. he's like this cool guy with like women hanging off him. Yeah. And I feel like most of his, yeah, Cat 3 work is that pretty much. That's so a, yeah, I, yeah, I like a lot of stuff he's in, but yeah, he's, he's kind of a wanker though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he loves the smell of his own farts, yeah. Um, well, here in the Danny Lee role is Swang Kwong Ming, who has been on this podcast before. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even realize, didn't, didn't pick him out from the crowd, but after doing some research, turns out he is one of Cole's henchmen in Fatal Termination. There you go. Don't remember him at all. No. But anyway, he comes in uh, exactly the same as Danny Lee, walking around with his prostitutes on his arm. Like, who brings a prostitute to a bloody murder victim's <laughs> that crime scene? What a cunt. What a cunt. Cuts to, a uh, very abrupt cut to, um, a pig getting his head chopped. A pig getting his head chopped? A pig getting his head chopped. There's a... Not, not a live pig. This is not Red Spell Spells Red. Oh, I wish it was. Um, that's a way better film. So, yeah, we're in the restaurant. We're in Edemol's restaurant now, and there's a severed pig's head. I think a real pig's head. It looks real. Oh, it's, it's definitely a real pig's head. It's mm. awful. And, like, it's just the... The chopping of this head is clearly not being done by a professional butcher. <laughs> it's just, it's like, what are you even doing? It's just mindlessly slamming at the, this head of this smiling, decapitated pig. Yeah. That's not how you get meat off a skull. <laughs> no, no. Just hammering away at a pig's head. It's one of those, and with one of those, like, giant, like, knives that you, that you only ever see in Hong Kong <laughs> yeah. films. Those ridiculously oversized knives, yeah. This is where we meet our Anthony Wong. Our, we've got Anthony Wong at home, Anthony Wong. <laughs> Played by Hugo mm. Bargain bin Anthony Wong. <laughs> That's him. Um, but yeah, as you said, he was in one of the um, Daughter of Darkness films. Uh, oh, Daughter of Darkness, yeah. Daughter mm. of Darkness is, I think, one of the best Cat 3 films. I think it sums up the genre really well. It's so, so upsetting. I think I, I might have, we maybe both said this on mm. the Don't Stop My Crazy Love episode, but I feel like if you want to show a movie that is like, this is what Cat 3 is. Mm. Daughter of Darkness is it. Because it's mm. the most upsetting. It's the dumbest. Mm. It's like obnoxiously dumb. It's vicious. It's also got all the stupid fucking comedy as well. Like mm. the absolutely ridiculous comedy. And fucking, you've seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen Daughter of Darkness 2 as yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah. Is daughter? I th maybe we've. I think we spoke. Is that the, the weird like jerk off scene? Yeah. <laughs> we've already talked about that <laughs> we've on the talked podcast. Talked about the jerk off scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a recap, the scene where, with a bunch of the cops have to get sperm samples from all these guys, <laughs> and they're all lined up <laughs> outside the shop with. They've brought their own receptacles. Like they've like got like pots and balls that they've carved into. 
<laughs> and that that's in the same film that just has like genuinely harrowing mm. scenes in it. As a scene of a bunch of men who've wanked into pots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh yeah. god, it, yeah. Watch Daughter of Darkness. It's great. Two is is questionable. Brother of Darkness <laughs> is also you know a thing. Brother of Darkness is. I reckon that's great. That one it features a, a star of this film as well. It does. We'll get into mm. uh, way later. Um, <laughs> way later. <laughs> Oh man, we still got so much to talk about this shit film. Um, Li- Lily Chung in Daughter of Darkness, though. Oh, mm. I feel like Lily Chung. I just, I just want to talk about every other Cat Three film, but not this Red one. Red to Kill. Today. Let's oh, talk about Red to Kill. Come on, great film. Is that is that Billy Tang. Billy Tang. That's oh. Lily Chung in the lead as well, right? Yeah, for Red oh, to Kill. Yeah, she's great. so good. Good old Lily Chung. So, anyway, back to Bloody Buns. Oh fuck. So, um. So after some bad pig head cutting, some fella pops his head into the kitchen and applies for some work. And the... Uh, what's his name? Wong. Wong is the guy. The Hugo... Mm, Anthony Wong, third-rate bargain bean character. Character name is Wong. Well, that's confusing. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, it's like Anthony Wong, but not... But we'll still call him Wong. Easy to wrong remember. Wong. <laughs> we got the <laughs> we got the wrong Wong. <laughs> oh no! Still so much to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> wrong Wong. So so wrong Wong hires the uh, the guy who's applied for the job. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, get to work. We'll talk about pay later. Chop this pig's head. And, he, and then he ca- carries on chopping the, the head badly. What's he going to do with that smashed up pig's head? I don't know. And he's like, cut, he's like slamming this knife down on this pig's, like, forehead, essentially. <laughs> it's like, it's just, there's just bone under there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not how you make char buns. <laughs> so... Cut to the office, and, oh, this is ridiculous. So this is one of those massive, like, juxtapositions or changes in mood where we cut back to the police office, and there's, like, stupid happy music playing. The cops are playing games on their computer. Everyone is just... No, everyone's just slacking off. No one's working. And then the boss comes in. Wrong Danny Lee comes in, and um, and he's like, Hey, did you get the prints from the, uh, the, finger, the, the, the washed-up fingers or hands and shit? And Beauty reluctantly takes one of the hands, takes it down to the uh, to the lab to get the prints. And this is where we get the most ridiculous, <laughs> drawn-out scenes in the entire film. This scene is fucking insane. It's probably the, my favourite part of the film, just because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. The scene of them, like, trying to match a fingerprint. So it's basically, like... Beauty's given it to um, her. Like I don't know what his name was. A thousand year old egg. That, that's a thousand year old egg. So she's given the prince to him, and he's like, just kind of trying to match them up. I don't even know with what. So they've already got some fingerprints. Yeah, that, that's also what's confusing because it's like, who's fucking? What are you expecting to find? Yeah, like, who, who's whose fingerprint are you trying to match it with? Yeah, I guess they've got a bunch of random files so they're just like going through like everyone in their files i think that's but he's doing it manually there's yeah. like no computer he's just like holding 
holding it up <laughs> to the light. And it, and it just keeps, like, going. And we're cutting to, like, a clock ticking by. <laughs> and the music, and then, like, the music and then, is, like, this drony, like, sitar. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they keep yawning and falling yeah, like, asleep. Beauty's, Beauty's, like, watching this, like, falling asleep. The clock's spinning around. Oh, and he's, like, dude. half-assed trying to, like, match this fingerprint with something. And it's, he's not even, like, overlapping the fingerprints. He's kind of got it, like, really half and half overlap. So there's no way it's going to match. He's not doing a good job. They literally spend, like, five minutes on this scene of, like, watching the clock ticking, him looking at a fingerprint, half-heartedly trying to match it up with something, beauty sleeping, and thousand-year-old egg calling her a pig. Oh, yeah. That was also quite fucked. Why is he calling her a pig? He's like, oh, you look like a pig when you're asleep. And then this is like, like, spaced-out sitar music, more clock, and then he's like, you're such a pig. It's And funnily enough, this scene is actually on YouTube. Right. So if you search, like, Bloody Buns, it comes up, like, like something like stupid fingerprint matching scene from Bloody Buns. <laughs> you can watch this scene. Uh, if you don't believe us when we talk about how shit this film is, go to YouTube and um, just search Bloody Buns. You can see this fingerprint matching scene. I think that this point, I was like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. And I would say it's all downhill. The, the, this is probably the last point that I laughed out loud right. and then I watched the rest of the film in utter silence. Yeah. Yeah, I think like when they first find the body parts and they have that like comical like pinching their noses and like wobbly legs and then like <laughs> it seemed like they were trying to do something funny and you kind of mm. laugh at how stupid it is but then Leah, you're right, it kind of just gets bad. It's just exhausting. Mm. It, yeah. But that fingerprint seemed matter. Anyway, anyway. So the police get a letter from mainland China asking them to look for their family member who isn't responding to their letters, which is, of course, the owner of the Ada Mortals restaurant. The boss comes in, tells them to go check it out. And for some reason, I don't know why, but the music in this scene is also really dumb. It's almost like circus clown music. Don't know why. Back to the restaurant. So the new staff member who was hacking away at the pig's head is gambling with the customer and another letter from the mainland arrives and this is where we meet the cashier. So the cashier intercepts the, the uh, I say intercepts, she receives the letter from the delivery person and uh, starts gossiping with um, the new staff member about how the owner was cheating at Mahjong, which is a big thing. Now, funny thing, so uh, in the real case that this movie was based on, even though the murders happened over, like, a gambling dispute, the whole thing, like, him cheating and, and this and that, which was, you know, prevalent throughout the untold story and this as well, that was all completely made up. Right. Yeah, there was never any mention of that whatsoever in any of the reports. And I think he was just a really good gambler. And the owner of the Ada Mortals restaurant, as well as his wife, they were like, they had a really big gambling problem. Mm. So they, they, they just like fucking gambled away everything and lost everything to the Anthony Wong character. It wasn't that he like cheated them out of their restaurant or whatever. He, they were just shit gamblers who also 
had a gambling problem. So that's that. Also, the the whole thing of like him working at the Eight Immortals restaurant, that's also a fabrication. Right. That wasn't ever a thing. He used to go there to gamble, but he never worked there. So this that was something that Herman Yao and Anthony Wong, their team, made up. And then this film also just copied. Just copied. Yeah. They just copied. It, like, that's another thing about this film. It's like they didn't even try to do something new. Yeah. Oh, fucking they've, they've literally they've, they've just taken the Untold Story script and reshot it. They have. Essentially. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. It is. <laughs> so they're gossiping about the owner, like, cheating. And he kind of overhears and kind of comes out of the kitchen. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, get back to work. I think this is maybe the only thing... Maybe not the only thing. There's, there's there's a couple of things that they did in this film that didn't appear in the untold story, probably due to like budgetary restraints. But there's one thing at least that I can find here, which I don't think was a thing in the untold story or in the real case, which is that this guy smokes like a fucking chimney. He is constantly smoking in this film, like an insane amount of cigarettes. And do you remember... Did Anthony Wong smoke in his film? <sighs> it's, it's it's such a tiny detail. I really, not... I can picture him smoking because he's a grubby, greasy, grimy man. Mm. But I can't remember. Not okay. not to, not to the level of like chain smoking that's in this film. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah, like it's it's relentless in in this film. It is. And what's funny is the in the real case, the guy had chronic asthma, so right. would never. Of smoked. He was like a wheezing. <laughs> apparently, he was like a wheezing mess. Right. Yeah. So this, the whole like smoking thing, that was something that they added. I mean, not the greatest detail. It's like, wow, he smokes yeah. now, but still. Drinking <laughs> Napoleon was proud of that one. Yeah, he's kind of grasping at straws, isn't he? <laughs> he's like the smoking thing. I did that. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was. <laughs> so then the new staff guy. He's kind of sitting at the table. Work's finished. It's like chill out time. Rong Wong comes in with a nice bit of food. And he's like, hey, it's cool, man, don't worry. Like, you know, we're off the clock now. I'm just one of your buddies. I'm not the boss anymore. Let's eat. And they have a nice meal together. And the new guy, he's like, hey, hey, boss, you should have taken more. Like, hinting that he knows he's a cheat, but he doesn't mind. He's like, uncool. And Rong Wong's like, ha, 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 yeah. And then he takes his big old metal ladle and starts fucking bonking him on the head. I, I said before I didn't laugh after that fingerprint scene. I forgot about this part because this is pretty <laughs> funny as well. Where he's like smashing him with this spoon. But it it's it just looks... Spoon? It's a spoon. It's, a... <laughs> it's not a spoon. It's a big like he's metal got a, it's ladle. A big spoon. You say it's a spoon. It's like a tiny little fucking like, teaspoon. It's a ladle. Are talking about so spoon? he's smashing him with a big spoon. <laughs> but just like the way it's shot, uh, like it's so inept. Like it's fucking incompetent, this film. There's nothing in these shots that suggests that a man's actually getting hit with a big old fucking spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the very, very important things to say about this film is that any time there is any kind of violence, it's all off screen. And basically the camera, as soon as like he's about to bonk someone with a spoon or stab them with a big old <laughs> knife or 
cut them up into bloody buns. We kind of get the the shot of him raising whatever instrument he has into the air, and then as he like plunges it down, every single time the camera zooms in onto mm. his face, and all we ever see is his face. We never ever see any sort of like impact. Yeah, all we get is like the after effect of this very fucking kind of the worst fake blood i think i've ever seen in a film it i don't know how to describe it it's like fucking strawberry syrup or something that's exactly how i mentioned it in my notes (laughs) it's like strawberry syrup and it's yeah it's fucking atrocious it's awful because we get we get head bonking or stabbing or something and all we ever see is this syrup this strawberry syrup, which looks like it's literally being squeezed directly out from yeah. the bottle yeah. onto a onto wall someone's head, or onto <laughs> that's yeah. what it is in this shot. It is it is on their heads, right? And it's so thick and gloopy. Yeah, it just looks like syrup. It's fucking ridiculous. It's the mm. the worst. I also love after he's he's bonked him to smithereens. Like we cut to this idiot fucking hired help who's now just stripped nude Mm. on the table and we've got this incredibly fucking lame and very early 2000s shot of what is meant to be wrong wong uh like essentially gutting him right or like cutting his back open or something like that but as you say it does that zoom in on his face but it's also in this kind of lame slow motion as well. And we get lots of shots of like very, very rubbery limbs dropping down <laughs> yeah. onto the floor. So rubbery. They like hit the ground. They just like turn into jelly. Like, <laughs> Oh man, it's sad. It's sad. So shit. And then we get the infamous scene of the meat being ground up in the, in the meat grinder. Mm. And then we get the bun making scene. So Hugo, Hugo, mm. Rong Wong starts making the famous bloody buns. But his fucking bun making is sloppy, man. <laughs> he didn't do the research like Anthony Wong. He really didn't. I was looking at his bun making skills. They're terrible. Well, what do you expect? He's the wrong Wong. He is. It's, I, whenever we say that, I always think of Wallace and Gromit, like the wrong trousers. <laughs> this is the, not Wallace and Gromit, it's mate. It's the wrong Wong. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and he, he starts making these buns that you can tell like he has no fucking idea what he's doing mm. and you kind of get this like weird fade there's so many fade to blacks in this film mm. as well and so yeah we get this he's trying to like make this like bun this pork bun and all the filling is like falling out and there's not enough inside and he's just like Ooh, and then it's like a fade to black the next day though the customers they're fucking loving Rong Wong's buns. They are, because of the special ingredient, yeah. There's one in particular, this big bearded man, who's just like, this is this is fucking great, I need to know the ingredients, this is amazing. He's loving it. He is. He's like the only regular customer. He's the only customer that ever really has any um, dialogue in this film, isn't he? I don't know why, but this customer, like this one customer we, we meet, I became kind of like obsessed with him after the film thinking about his character because i'm like wait so we see him earlier in the film and he's complaining Mm. about the buns yeah but he keeps coming back and he makes a comment about how he goes there all the time and like dude why did you 
why are you always going to this place if you hated the buns? It's kind of sad. He went there like every day hating the mm. buns. And then finally he got to eat some human buns, which are apparently <laughs> delicious. He's got a funny appetite, yeah. He's he's a loyal customer, but he hates it. He's like complaining. When we, like, what, what's... Ah, it's haunted me. Why would you do that to yourself? That's haunted you. Why would you go to a place that you hate? He does mention that he was friends with the owner. The, the original the previous owners, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, even more reason not to go if they're not they're not the owners anymore. I don't know, but we have the. Mm-hmm. Did he kill the? Wait, did he put the original owners into the buns? Probably, yeah. I don't know if they ever. Wait, does he? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. No, we never. We never. No, we never get any confirmation about that. Hmm. We're thinking too much. We're thinking more than Napoleon thought about this. It's that customer. His story is haunting, mate. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this this scene was fucking painful. So we get so we're back um, in the the police office, and um, the police have uh, linked the letters coming in from the mainland to the Eight Immortals restaurant, and there we get then we get the. Um, Scene that was done well in the untold story here, not so much. Where Beauty is dressed up like one of the the captain, the chief's prostitutes, and she's like trying to be all sexy, but she's doing this weird thing where she's like waving her fingers in front of her face. Do you remember that? <laughs> so, so I don't know. She's standing next to the chief, and she's kind of dressed up all sluttily. But she has, like, her hands covering her face and she's wiggling her fingers, kind of, like, erotically. <laughs> but it's just, like, fucking finger wiggling. Erotic finger wiggling. In, a, in the middle of, like, a, an office. It's like, what, what are you doing? And in The Untold Story, Danny Lee's like, he's like, why are you dressed like that? You know, you're... Yeah. you're a cop and she's like, oh, i wanted to dress like you know like one of your girls and she's you know and danny Lee was like yeah but they're prostitutes <laughs> you, you you should dress like a cop be more professional change out of it and they kind of tried to redo that and uh and he's like what are you doing you're a cop not a whore rub that makeup off and then he says to the uh a thousand year old egg and and salted egg he's like hey eggs go check out the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> some eggs that's pretty good to be fair so the restaurant is now booming uh the police come in and grill um wrong wong about the previous owners and he's like, oh, yeah, i i bought the restaurant off them they went back to the mainland he tries to brush them off and uh brings out some delicious pork buns uh, meanwhile beauty is questioning the cashier and the cashier mentions that the letters coming from the mainland anyway the buns are out now they all start to chow down and they bring them back to the station, and they all start eating again. Now, in the untold story, this scene was brilliant, because we, as the audience, know what's inside these poor butts, and there's that really long, very up-close scene of everyone just, like, chowing down on these, like, human flesh buns. Here, they don't really make much of a big deal out of it. It's just happening, yeah. It's just They're just eating, and uh, and the same thing, like, in The Untold Story, Danny Lee comes up and he's like, he goes to take one. And we have the shot of him taking the pop bun and going to eat it. And he's mm. li- literally just about to eat it. And then he's like, oh, they're 
chashu buns. Ah, I don't like chashu buns. Mm-hmm. And he kind of puts it down and walks off. But there's the build-up, right? Mm-hmm. There's that whole build-up, which us as the audience gets kind of like excited and think like, no, fuck, no, don't do it. Man. Here, the police guy just walks in and he's like, oh, chashu buns, I don't like them. And just walks off. <laughs> So it's like they they copy every single scene, but they they miss the point. Yeah, yeah. Of every scene, it's the difference between Herman Yao, who's one of the best, you know, mm. directors from the nineties in Hong Kong, and fucking Napoleon. Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a few instances like that where it's like they just try to they just. It's like they have a checklist. We need to do this scene. We need to do this scene. But they they miss the point of every single scene. Totally, yeah. It's path- it's pathetic, pathetic, yeah. pathetic, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that video of the um? <laughs> do you know that video of the uh, Scottish mum? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I hear anyone say disgusting, I think of that. You know, it's yeah. like those two girls are like yeah. singing. She's like, we're going to sing a song, a Sherlock song. <laughs> and then the mum comes in and she's like, what have you done a shit in the toilet? <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Fuck, that's like one of the best videos ever created. That, oh. I would rather watch that on loop for 90 minutes than watch Bloody Buns again. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So would I. <laughs> So now we go back to the restaurant. The cashier is like, yo, boss, I need to quit. My mom is sick. You know, I need to go look after her. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, let's just, I'll settle up your paycheck. Come sit down. And then he starts grilling her about, like, what she said to the cops. And she's like, no, nothing. I didn't say anything. You know, I just need to go. There's anything. It's fine. And he's like, no, no, what the fuck did you say? Anyway, things escalate. She gets up to go to leave. He stops her. He starts ripping off her clothes, rips off her underwear, stuffs them in her mouth, goes to rape her. She kicks him in the nuts. And then he repeatedly smashes her head against the wall. And then we get the same old strawberry syrup (laughs) by the bucket load. Dripping out, and there's this really ungracious shot of as she like falls down to the ground, the camera just like tilts down, following her tits as mm. she drops to the ground. It's very grubby, this scene, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also yeah. just like you know, of course, Untold Story is grubby as fuck, but it's a film with like style and grit, and it's mm. very well done. Whereas this is as grubby, but like just with nothing to offer you know like just stylistically dead version of of that scene from untold story also when when he's like smashing her head on the wall did you not find that absolutely hilarious because he's like holding her head from the front and the back so when he's slamming her head (laughs) against the wall he'd just be like shattering his own head (laughs) doesn't make any fucking sense it's such a weird choice and it's just again like this director has no fucking idea how to direct action or violence Mm. or anything it's just so fucking pathetic yeah it really is that but that like tracking scene of her tits just sums it up it's like he got he's got nothing to show so let's just film a pair of tits and (laughs) that that'll 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 keep him happy (laughs) 
Film a pair of tits and splash <laughs> splash a bit of that strawberry syrup on the wall. Yeah. That'll keep me happy. <laughs> oh fuck. You're right, but- that's that is perfect. That is a perfect explanation of this film. <laughs> but Again, in the untold story, this was one of the most shocking scenes. Yes, because we have this. We have this whole scene where he, where Anthony Wong attacks the waitress, rapes her on the table, and you're like, "Fuck, that was horrible." And as he's walking away, he grabs a handful of chopsticks and just jams them up inside her, Mm, and we. It's horrible. And we get the shot from below the table and we we have her legs kind of like falling over the top of the table that she's been raped on. And then blood just pours out from her and it all drips down. We see it from below the table. And it is such a shocking shot and a shocking scene. We think it's over. And then he kind of comes back for one last. And it's such a horrible thing to do. It's such a disgusting, horrible thing but insanely shocking and so impactful. And here, I thought they were going to do it because on the table they have the pot of chopsticks. And I was like, I know where they're going to go, but they don't go anywhere. They stay on the table. (laughs) And it's like, again, everything is just so lackluster. Yeah. I mean, good for her, I guess. She doesn't get a a hoo-ha full of chopsticks, but, you know, in terms of Cat 3... Well... That was something I, I wondered about this. So this this is a Cat 3. Yeah. But it's piss weak. Like, it's it is. so weak. It's barely it's, a 2B. Yeah. Barely. It's, it's, barely. It's fucking pathetic. It's just a bunch of strawberry jam. <laughs> jam. Strawberry jam. Strawberry oh. jam. <laughs> oh, so... The, oh, oh, and then the next... I bet you would love this scene. So then uh, the cops go to question your favourite regular customer. Oh, yeah. And and Salted Egg is just there picking his nose. Yeah. <laughs> He's there just digging for gold in the middle of a police interrogation. You can tell that actor playing Salted Egg, Salty Egg, like he... He's doing his best here. He's just like, "Fuck, I've got nothing to work with. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick my nose in this scene." I wonder if that was another one of uh, Napoleon's great directions. He's like, "Here's what you're gonna do." I feel like this was the actor, but Napoleon was just like, "Oh, whatever. That'll do." I already got, I already got my titty shot. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> he checked out after shooting that scene, but so did I. I checked out after looking at it. <laughs> so, so the solid egg is picking his nose, but the regular customer. Gives us some very important information. Juicy goss. So, juicy goss. So, the previous owner has a cousin mm. who is a bad egg. <laughs> Sorry, Not I'm a salty egg, egg mode now. No, no, he's a bad egg. Not a thousand-year-old egg. Rotten egg. Is it? Oh, he's a rotten egg, <laughs> and he's in prison. And he's like, you don't, you don't want to get involved with him. He's he's no good. Anyway, he just drops that little bit of information, and then we carry on to the next scene. So the police go back to the restaurant. They start looking around. They notice all of the previous owners' belongings and photos are still there, and they leave and plan like a stakeout. So it's nighttime, and uh, they're kind of 
waiting outside the restaurant in the car and observing the restaurant. Now, Rong Wong closes up the restaurant immediately and he kind of starts... We get the shot of him maniacally shoving all of the previous owner's belongings into the into like a trash bag. And he's drinking, he's, he's got a beer on the go, he's spitting beer on their pictures. He I think he has like a board, it's like a red board, which I think might be their family name board or something. I'm not sure what that was. But he, he tries to like smash it, but he can't because he's a weak little weakling. And um, anyway, he, he stuffs all their passport and IDs into the trash, goes outside, and throws it into the uh, garbage collector's cart. Now, in the Untold Story, we have an actual garbage truck, right? And I guess due to budgetary restraints, here we have an old man with like a little wheelie bin. <laughs> it's like a little wheelbarrow cart collecting rubbish. Yeah, quite. I quite like this bin man. He was um, he was pretty funny. <laughs> Angry bin man. Angry bin man. This little wheelbarrow. So anyway, they're all radioing to each other. The chief is just like, what's going on? That like, oh, he's just throwing away his rubbish. Chief says you gotta go check it out because there might be evidence in there. So they go to the wheelbarrow man, start digging through the trash. Salted egg has his nose stuffed with tissues. He looks like an absolute idiot. But anyway, they find the passports and the IDs of the family. Now here in the untold story, we get this great scene. Again, the building of suspense where Anthony Wong is trying to make a run for the mainland and he gets to the airport. He's like barging through all the people. He gets to security and then gets kind of like overpowered by loads of cops. They all kind of dogpile and stop him, right? And again, it's that build up. You think something's going to happen. Same with um, Danny Lee about to eat the char siu bun. Anthony Wong, who's about to escape the country and flee to the mainland, you know, and as an audience, it gets us kind of riled up. You know, it's exciting. Here, Rong Wong is literally one street away from the restaurant and they arrest him. That's it. Without any sort of build-up, no excitement, nothing. They're like, hey, where are you going? You're under arrest. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> He's just left the fucking restaurant. <laughs> He could be going home. Like, there's there's nothing to suspect him of fleeing or doing anything wrong. He's literally one street away from his restaurant. Doesn't make any sense. Again, it's like they've taken all, like, the key points but missed the, the actual point of them all. Yeah. So, knowing, like, knowing the Untold story, you know the context. So, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the point where he's trying to flee. And so, they mm. arrest, arrest him. But if you saw this before the Untold story... You like they? You have no me- means to arrest him because he literally has just left his restaurant. Oh God, imagine seeing this before the untold story. What a sorry state of affairs! Can you imagine if you downloaded the wrong untold story? Oh, and you're like, oh yeah, it's that film with all the strawberry syrup and <laughs> eggs. It's probably happened a few times <laughs> where people have accidentally bought bloody buns, thinking it was untold story, and yeah. then just gone. Wait, people like this film? What? <laughs> Oh, so they take him in and they just start beating him immediately, saying that he must confess to killing the family. And he starts like trying to 
say that they immigrated, um, trying to throw them off its trail, but they say they found the passports in his trash. He keeps the name. They keep beating him. And then we get this ridiculous beating scene. They throw him down on the sofa and just beat and kick the shit out of him relentlessly. They do the classic uh, phone book and hammer trick. Yeah. Phone book over his chest and just hammering away at it. Love it. But it's so funny because all of like the punch sounds are the same sound. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, whoosh, 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 like relentlessly the whole time. <laughs> and they all kind of just like pile onto him, start kicking him. Anyway, somehow he breaks free, runs into the hall where there's a bunch of reporters, and he says like the cops are beating him, and he shows them like his his bruises and wounds, and all the cops just stand there just like. Idiot. They don't try to kind of get him out of the reporter's eye. They, they kind of just stand there, just like, you got us. Mm. So anyway, now that they realize they can't beat him into admitting his crimes, they send him to prison. But I don't think you can do that, can you? Oh, yeah. This was something <laughs> I had questions about. <laughs> so they're like, oh, well, he, he's not confessing. So we'll send him to prison. And they've got no evidence. Because the this cousin that we heard, the uh, number one customer... Oh, that customer! Think about what's happening with him right now. He, he must be in total turmoil. His favorite uh, restaurant's shut down. Oh, man. That poor guy. Where's he eating? See what I mean? He the, he is the true the true main character of this I want to know his story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's probably all these deleted scenes with him. We could, we could make our own movie focused on him just him walking around hong kong looking for char shoe buns (laughs) it's a sad shot of him outside the closed shutters of the ada models restaurant just for hours that that song playing everybody hurts (laughs) (laughs) perfect perfect yes old mate rong wong sent to prison somehow without being charged whatsoever anyway yeah as we heard earlier from from that customer Mm. the cousin of the family that he's murdered. Mm, the bad egg. The rotten egg. He's there in the prison as well. When we say prison, we don't actually ever see a prison. It's basically like a workyard, right? Where it's like mm. kind of like a quarry with all these yeah. rocks that they're just smashing. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're in the, what, doing that kind of community service type carrying rocks smashing rocks is the same as the the beach scene at the beginning we never see the the water yeah yeah. i think they just went to some random field oh definitely and decided that this was going to be the the prison yard or whatever (laughs) so yeah we never have any scenes that feature a prison but we have inmates in kind of inmate uniforms smashing rocks Mm. now this for me was a nice surprise this is probably the only surprise of the film, really. <laughs> yes. So, the cousin in jail is played by none other than William Ho-Ka-Kui, who is a regular Cat 3 face. He was in the Daughter of Darkness uh, series. Brother of Darkness. Brother of Darkness. And he's he's always the villain. Yeah. He's got a kind of, like, gross face. Yeah. But he, really he um, probably would be most known for playing the warden in Story of Ricky. Do you know what is fucking nuts? I know him really well, but mm. I know him mostly as, like, yeah, Brother of Darkness, all that sort of stuff, and his, like, 
countless other roles. I did not realize that he was the warden. Right. Until, like, looking him up just before. Right. And cause he he looks really different as the warden. He, he does. He does. So so when we say the warden, not, like, the fat guy with the mints no. in his eyes. The the guy in the suit with the hat and the little shitty kid. Who, who hulks out yeah. at the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, that... I can't believe that's him he, he he really really looks different in that role mm, he's got kind of like the the balding like ring of hair in that role yeah, hasn't yeah. He? which he and doesn't he... have in any other roles i don't mm. think yeah i was i was really surprised by that especially considering i've seen story of ricky fucking i don't know like 100 mm. times or something and mm. i didn't realize it was william ho crazy yeah yeah so i was just like fuck it's william ho i was like he's got to be like the saving grace of this piece of shit movie. He is slumming it in this film. It really is. Oh, it's a, he's, he, he, he went from bad egg to sad egg. Oh, dear. <laughs> the funny thing, William Ho, oh, he loves his short shorts in this film. Did you notice them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For some reason, his shorts are really short. Like half the size of all the other inmates. But he's like, he's like the boss. He's, like, got all his goons around him, but he's wearing these tiny little hot pants. <laughs> anyway, so him and his goons square up to, to Rong Wong, start beating him. The police, the wardens don't care. They start they start bashing him with a shovel, bonking him on the head. Again, another fade to black. And then here's yet another carbon copy of an untold story scene, which just completely misses the point. Where beauty has to go and send away the chief's prostitutes. Oh yeah. So she comes out and this he's got like his three girls like waiting and she's like, Yeah, the chief is busy, you gotta go, you gotta get away, like get the fuck out of here. And uh they kind of like reluctantly go away. And in the untold story, there's you get a real kind of like sense of accomplishment from that scene. Cause the girl is like clearly hot for the chief and when she sends away the prostitute she has kind of like a little like a victorious like yes and then in this scene she's like yeah go away the chief is busy and then she just walks back into the office and the scene ends Mm. and there's there's nothing to it there Mm -hmm. is no point to that scene in this film because the whole point of that scene was to to get that little like victorious like yip from the female cop because she managed to get one up on the the prettier girls, right? Yeah. But in this scene, it's just like it's pointless. She just says go home, and they do, and then the, and then it ends. Yeah. What's the point of this whole film? I don't know. I don't know. But don't worry, we're, we're we're coming to an end. Thank God. So, um, so we go back to the prison yard thing, whatever it is. It's lunchtime, and uh, William Ho again goes over to Hugo Wrong Wrong with his goons, beats him up. And then there's like there's like shit on the floor, and they they make him like eat the shit. Yeah. And then and then he's like, oh, there's some soup too, and he starts like pissing on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he starts pissing on him. And then <laughs> I love Rong Wong's reaction. He like fucking freaks out. The the piss is like worse for him than the shit. Yeah. He's like going bonkers about the piss, and then he starts like throwing dirt in his face to like oh. clean off the piss or something. Oh. Oh, that's it's mad. really gross, yeah. But because of that, uh, yeah, 
Rong Wong, he's like, I'm going to get revenge. He goes and kicks the cousin in the bum, <laughs> for some reason. Through those short shots. With those short shots. And, and then he says, men are brave. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. And um, the cousin looks down and sees Hugo's hand is all bloody. And he calls the and he calls the warden. And he's like, someone's trying to kill themselves. Again, it's one of those scenes like having watched the untold story, you kind of know the story more because it's told better. But yeah, yeah. It's like you're like, you're like what? what? What's happening <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. And uh, anyway, so now he's in the hospital bed, and uh, Salted Egg is watching over him. Then a nurse comes in with a massive syringe, like an insanely large syringe, rolls him over, and uh, and this is where I thought like we're gonna get the kind of sleep deprivation water torture scene like in the untold story they they inject his back full of water mm. right and uh, so that he can't lie down and gets like sleep deprived and starts like spilling all the beans mm. but she's like oh yeah it's antibiotics nothing to do with anything nothing to do with anything so he t- <laughs> so he has the shot and screams like a little girl. He's terrified of needles or something. Yeah. So he screams. But then he grabs the needle, takes the nurse hostage with the needle up against her neck. Please surround him. Overpower him. The chief knocks him out with a gun. Overall, in the end, it's a completely pointless scene. Um, so he's back in bed now. Restraint. Docs come in. Says he's going to give him three shots of stimulants. And the idea is that when... They stop giving him the stimulants. He will be in pain. So, so it's not quite the um, the water torture sleep deprivation thing. It's it's something else. But it's it's funny you mention that because after he gets these injections and we see him where he's all like fucked up, his back is like yeah. covered with like red spots yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, are they? Did they, like, rip off the thing from Untold Story but forgot what it actually was supposed to be? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. It's like they're showing the result, but nothing that happened previously. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the Untold Story, they did this, and so we'll just show the, the back wounds, and then yeah. hopefully they'll get it. <laughs> yeah, people will remember it from, from that. I got the tit shot, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I got the tit shot, who cares? Yeah, I, I remember seeing the, that shot of his back, and I was like, wait... <laughs> you, you didn't actually show any of the injections or water torture, but we're just seeing the the result. Literally doesn't make sense. And so, but then I guess they've stopped giving him stimulants and he is in pain. Mm-hmm. So he's a fucking delirious nutjob now. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, mum, mum, I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <this is> himself. <laughs> he pees himself. <laughs> just pees himself oh it's just like it's just so silly yeah the nurse comes in with another giant needle and she's like ew why is it wet and the egg is like (laughs) he pees (laughs) and then she stabs him in the butt with a needle and we get another like his like dumb like face (laughs) so yeah this is where the chief comes up with a fantastic idea revolutionary idea He's like, I'm going to get the confession out of him and plays him some very generic <laughs> rock music through his <laughs> dictaphone. <laughs> you know, like, 
in Guinea Pig, Flower of Flesh and Blood, there's a scene where they like strap headphones to the victim and play this girl like white noise for hours. It's like, and she kind of goes delirious. Is this in the the first one, Devil's Experiment? Yeah, it's essentially that, but it's like radio-friendly rock music yeah. all produced on, like, a Casio keyboard. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no! It's like a bit of U2 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it works. Uh, in his delirious state, he admits to the murders. And then we finally get the flashback. The infamous flashback scene of Wong killing the family. I was really looking forward to this, because obviously you know it's coming. Yeah. And... In the untold story, this is one of the most fucked up scenes ever in a film. Ever. Yeah. Like, it's so fucked. It's Anthony Wong killing an entire family. And as you said, it's with untold story, it's not even so much about what's happening, but like the build up to it is so mm. intense. Here it is not. <laughs> Here it is absolute fucking shit. So, like, in the untold story, it's a, a gambling game gone wrong, where Rong Wong's cheated uh, this this dad <laughs> yeah. out of everything. And they start to have a fight. And I, I can't remember the details too much of the untold story one. But in this version, he kills the dad with a phone. Does that happen in untold story? I can't remember. I don't remember. But I remember in the untold story, he... Um... He takes the kid hostage first, mm, mm. and he's got a bottle up against the neck, right? Yes, and, that's right. And then he ends up accidentally cutting him, and he bleeds out. And then he's like, "Well, fuck it, I got to kill you all now." And that actually happened. So right. he he actually killed the kid first mm. with the bottle. Here, though, like you said, yeah, he um, bashes him to death with a telephone. Yeah, and it's also, like, that version in Untold Story, that's so much more disturbing. Because mm. he's, like, fucked up. And he's and kill, killing a kid first as well, like, Jesus mm. Christ. Whereas here it's just like, yep, smash the dad up with a phone, and everyone's just watching, like, all right. And then the mum comes up, she's like, yep, it's my turn. Yeah. And he just oh, slashes oh, her. The mum, though, he, he fucking, like, kicks oh, yeah. her, and she does a backflip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She does Very a backflip and like slams onto the floor. <laughs> and then we get that another like zoom in with a nice a knife slice, and then we just get the shot of all the kids getting sprayed with blood. Yeah. And then the kid, the kid death, kid murder, not shown. Not just a big big pile of dead kids. <laughs> It just it cuts. cuts it just cuts. It's like they he I say like we see him kill the parents. We don't even see anything. It's all off screen. But then after he kills the mum and the 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 kids get sprayed with blood, it's just the fade into the aftermath. Yeah. All the kids like and everyone on the floor dead. Then we get a knock at the door and it's uh the auntie, I believe, uh and he, he bashes her head. And then it's the end of the scene. And this mm. was a thing that happened in the uh, the real case as well. So the killer, after he killed everyone, he knew that 
the auntie was really close with the kids and he knew that if he didn't take care of her, when I say take care of, I mean kill, uh, she would start asking questions. So he actually called her up. He called up the auntie and asked her to come over and and that was when he killed her. Right. To kind of like mm. tie up the loose ends. But yeah, again, it's we don't really see anything. He just kind of bashes her on the head. End of scene. And then this is where in the film he reveals that he put the remains into the chashu buns and everyone vomits. I guess that answers your question before, whether he put the family in the buns. He did, didn't he? There you go. There you go. He did. He did. He did. And then just to make things all the more lame, our like final moment is also like a ripoff of the really disturbing last scene of Untold Story as well, mm. with uh, Wong in the prison yard where he's like trying to cut his wrists yeah. on a rock or something like that. And I remember that's a scene in Untold Story where it's, like, really upsetting. Like, it's mm. so violent and horrible. But here it's just, like, just wrong wong mucking about with a rock covered <laughs> with strawberry sauce. Yeah, it doesn't have any anywhere near the impact. It has no impact at all. Yeah. And then he, then he dies. Yeah, then that's it. Done. He's done. Roll credits. End of film. Fuck. Funnily enough, one thing... Um, so, in the real case, uh, the killer did actually kill himself in prison. And he left a suicide note. In his suicide note, he, again, didn't admit to the killings. He was like, I'm not killing myself because, you know, I murdered these this family. I want to escape, blah, 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 blah. He said, it's got nothing to do with that. He's like, I'm killing myself because... My chronic asthma is too much, and I want to stop wheezing. Oh. Wow! And that was, and that that was like what he wrote in his suicide note, and and still denied killing the family. Really? Mm. Wow! Yeah. Hmm. And there you have it, bloody buns, bloody buns. <laughs> oh, a load of shit that was. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking terrible. Oh, oh my god, this is a. Yeah, worthless film. <laughs> worthless film. Really is. <laughs> it really is. Oh god. Um, the original Ada Mortals restaurant, that's now like the, the the block that it was in got completely redeveloped into a big hotel. And where mm. the Ada Mortals restaurant was, that now became the lobby of the hotel. Right. So it, the 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 land itself still exists but you know there's no shops or restaurants operating in that block anymore didn't you say you went to that restaurant i went to the restaurant that they filmed the untold story in in macau ah okay all right yeah not, not the real place not the okay. real one no it, it didn't exist when i went to macau right yeah. right mm. but i went yeah i went to the um the the filming location of the untold story had the pork buns they were very good mm-hmm uh, but and I was able to like pinpoint where they like film certain scenes. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, very very surreal. Did you go to the Bloody Buns restaurant as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to that. Nah, <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't even have anything to finish this off with. But what can we? Maybe say? just an apology or something. Or <laughs> <sighs> it's just. 
you know, it's <laughs> such a fucking cheap, worthless cash in. You've literally got one of, if not the greatest Hong Kong Cat 3 films ever. And as I mentioned before, like essentially the poster child, the poster boy of Cat 3 films. It's the most famous Cat 3 film ever made, The Untold Story. After a very real murder incident that happened, or the rumours that spawned after the real murder. And you're... To, to have the fucking balls to try and remake that, mm. but with none of the flair, none of the shock, and none of the talent involved in the original one, it's like, mate, you're just setting yourself up for a fucking disaster. And that's what this film is. It's just a disaster from start to finish. Yeah, it's so pointless. So fucking pointless. Like, if you're gonna rip off something scene for scene like do something new with it do something do something anything mm. don't do the same thing but shitter <laughs> like yeah at, at least even if it's like dumber that would have been i mean it is dumber but not in a fun way <laughs> oh but it's yeah this film sucks yeah sucks so much and i think it like at first i was I really love watching ripoffs. I'm, mm. I'm a huge fan of a, of a ripoff mm. film. Like I love like Bollywood ripoffs, stuff like that. Yeah. Italian ripoffs, love it. But this was, yeah. At the beginning, I'm like, this is fun. I'm seeing something getting remade scene for scene. It's kind of fu- enjoyable to watch in that sort of sense. Yeah. But then at a certain point, I'm just like, this is such a fucking waste of everybody's time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this film. If if it had, like, even with the same level of shitness and the same level of quality, if it had, like, instead based the film off the real case, mm. I would have been absolutely fine with that. Yeah, just do something like, different. Like, yeah, it's, it's a cheap film, but you're kind of, like, try, you're trying to do something closer to the actual incident, but mm. n- not just rip off every scene and every rumour that mm. um, Yao and Auntie Wong and everyone did in The Untold Story. That's the craziest thing about this. Like, it it's in this... It gets away with ripping it off, I guess, because it's based on a true story. But it's not, because it's just remaking the fake elements from Untold Story, which is just fucking crazy. Yeah, it really is. And even those scenes that, you know, they all made up, like, that, those, like, strange, like, in-between scenes of of the female cop sending away Danny Lee's prostitutes. And mm. it's, and the, it's, it's like, they just, it's like they had a checklist. Like we got to do this scene now. We got to do this scene now, but without any purpose, they missed, they missed the point of every single scene. And it's like, you know, you're approaching a horrendous murder, you know, at the, at the end, you know, you're going to get a flashback of a, of a bunch of kids getting murdered in a horrendous fashion. But even that, they fuck, they fucked up. Yeah. They fucked up. They didn't even show... I mean, I want to see the kids die. I want to see them murdered. <laughs> if I'm going to watch a Cat 3 film about kids getting murdered, I want to see them die. A gruesome death. If we ever make a trailer for the show, we should just have that clip of you saying that. If I'm not seeing children die, I am not happy. 
this film <laughs> fucked it up royally. It's a big fuck up. It Start is. to finish. Napoleon, you fucked it. Napoleon, what were you thinking, mate? Just like the man you named yourself after, you fucked it. <laughs> you blew it. Imagine if Ridley Scott's new movie, <laughs> Napoleon, was actually about the bloody <laughs> buttons director. <laughs> Fuck, I'd pay to see that. But a bollocks, <sighs> bollocks to it. All right, all right, wrongometer. Wrongometer. I mean, if I was ranking this, how good this film is, it'd be a zero. Mm. Um, wrongometer, how wrong it is, how much it shouldn't exist. Well, but I also, I, mm, I don't know. It's so shit, like it's so lame, mm. but it also shouldn't exist. But it's not really fucked up at all. It gave, gave had no impact on me whatsoever. Mm. I don't know. I'm gonna say wrongometer. Let's say four. <laughs> How about for you? I, I'm on the complete opposite spectrum. Really? Yeah, I think this film is so so shit and should never ever have been made. And mm. for that reason, I'm giving it a 10. <laughs> and by that, I don't mean in any way this is good or fucked up or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, this film should never, ever have been made. Do you know, it's funny when I was thinking about it yesterday, of what I would give it, I did actually think of a 10 for a moment because it mm. is so fucked and shouldn't mm. exist. Mm. But I just... I know it's not how good it is, but I just can't bring myself <laughs> to give give this anything above a five on any scale do you know right. what i mean I, think, I just feel yeah sick as, doing it as a movie itself like if we just look at them as a film yeah without any context without any connection mm. to the untold story without any any connection to the initial actual murder incident yeah i think what you said for even less a three two yeah, yeah yeah whatever but i think given the fact that this was based off uh, an actual murder mm. and the fact that it's just a complete carbon ripoff of one of the greatest if not the greatest hong kong cat 3 films ever made yet made so shoddily yeah if if purely on the question should this film have been made have made yeah then no no it shouldn't have so for that reason <laughs> alone i'm giving it a 10 i just can't i can't do anything above a five i'm sorry <laughs> i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it anyway go watch the untold story if you've not already and mm. never watch this don't watch it it's not worth it it's really not oh wow so what are we doing next time well next time we are finally leaving asia we've been in asia for quite a while right i don't I'm know sure what did we do uh, last time dog and aunt. Dog, dog and aunt. oh you guys love that didn't you <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell that's had a lot of lessons Oh dear. Dog and aunt, soft skin. Then last week we had our Tokyo trip mm. special episode. Mm. So that's Japan still. Bloody bun- buns. <laughs> Next time we're going to... Is it our first time going to France? Yeah, because I wouldn't go there any- for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a French film. I could be wrong, but... I don't think we have. Nothing comes to my mind of doing a French film. But next time, we will be talking Ogroff. A.K.A. <laughs> Mad Mutilator. I've, I've been wanting to see this. From 1983, directed by... Well, we'll get to that. 
next time because uh-huh, that's okay. a whole fucking thing. Oh, is it? All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, that's been on my list for a long time, and it's a total piece of chaos. And a much fun, more fun watch than Bloody Buns, I would say. Okay, all right, looking forward to that. But actually, next week, though, we'll have our second Tokyo special as well. So you've got that to look forward to Hmm. uh, before the Ogroff episode. And as Guy mentioned at the start, we've got an Instagram now. So follow that at Show Me Something Wrong. And you can also send us an email if you want at showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. Anything to add about the the buns before we we finish up there, guy? Don't watch it.